going to shift for uh, St. Peter this weekend versus last weekend's gospel. If you recall that one, Jesus asked the apostles, who do people say that I am? And, and Peter is the one who, who, who got it. You are, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus, in a way, has like high words of praise for him, says, Peter, you are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against you. And I have to think that Peter probably uh, felt pretty good about himself. I mean, it's really words of uh, commission and praise from, from Jesus. But uh, So Jesus continues his uh, teaching with these uh, apostles, and Today, we hear he's teaching them that on, on the horizon, he's there on the way to Jerusalem, is the cross. They're suffering. He's going to be put to death. He's going to rise. But, uh, you know, maybe it's a human nature thing, but uh, Peter, in a way, is thinking that, boy, there's got to be an easier, softer way to, you know, for all of us to take, take place. As Jesus is talking about the cross. And so what, what does Peter say to him? God forbid, Lord. No such thing should happen to you. And then uh, you know, Jesus kind of, kind of, if you will, lays into him and a pretty, pretty strong words here. What, is, what does Jesus say to Peter after this? He says, uh, get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking as God does, but as human beings do. So a, pr a pretty strong rebuke there to St. Peter. And it was, in a way, kind of trying to get Jesus off, off track with, with his mission. But Jesus continues... Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You know, Peter and the other apostles, they didn't quite understand what, what Jesus was talking about here at, at, at this point. They, 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 would, they would get it down, down the road, especially, especially Peter. And uh, about, about 20 years ago, I had a chance to go to Rome for the first time, and if you've ever been to Rome, it's quite a, quite a city, and a lot of churches, a lot of history, and a lot of walking. And so we, uh, we were walking down this one road, and we, we came upon a church called the Church of Quo Vadis. And the, the longer designation is Quo Vadis Domine, which means, where are you going, Lord? Well, I never heard uh, much about this church or this, this particular part of, part of church history. But the, uh, it, it was around the time where there was a terrible persecution under the Emperor Nero, and Christians were meeting their death. They were put, being put to death. He's trying to kind of wipe out Christianity. And, uh, you know, Peter was a leader. Peter was in Rome. He's, he's encouraging these early, early Christians. And, uh, you know, they thought, well, Peter's leadership is so, so valuable. You know, he really should depart the city until this persecution passes. passes. And so uh, one night, Peter's uh, walking out of the city. And uh, coming toward him in the other direction is our risen Lord. And they encounter each other in this road. And Peter says to the risen Jesus, Quo vadis domine, where are you going, Lord? And Jesus said, I'm going into the city of Rome where I will be crucified. And, uh, and disappeared. But that went right to the heart of Peter. Who, uh, and what Peter did, he made an about face. He turned around and went back into the city of, of Rome and embraced martyrdom. But, uh, you know, the... The cross is going to be part of their journey, is what's for those apostles, is, is for all of us. And, uh, but, you know, you know the, the Lord, can, he can help us grow in our union with him. Also, when we're on the mountaintop and life is good and things are going great, but it seems like a, a, a time of significant growth for us spiritually a lot of times is, uh, is, is, is the cross. During some of the challenging times, and even in our, our, our times of being a Christian in our, in our world, in our culture, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's challenge. And there's, there's going to be the cross. There's going to be ridicule. There could be, you know, so we're going to have to, just to know the cross is part of the journey. We all know that. And uh, I think the Lord can bring us very, very special graces during that time. You know, Jesus talks about this dying to self so that something can rise. What's he talking about there? It's hard to, sometimes for us to wrap our minds around that. You know, we come into this world with a lot of selfishness because of original sin. And, uh, you know, we, we can go our whole life just having our own egos on, on the throne of our heart and our soul. And uh, that's, that's not a good place spiritually, but we, we've got that freedom. And uh, what needs to take place is we, we need to kind of die to that, 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 that selfishness so that Christ can be more and more at the center on that throne of our, of, of our heart and our soul. And because that's where true peace and joy are going to be found. But that doesn't happen very easily because we, we, our human nature, we tend to hold on to control a lot. But as we do let go, and sometimes it's through those crosses and those struggles that, that we let go more and more. A little quote here from an ancient philosopher by the name of Seneca. He said this, Just as a gem cannot be polished without some friction, nor can a person be perfected without some trials. And if I could Christianize this a little bit, just as a gem cannot be polished without some friction, nor can a Christian grow in holiness without some trials and sufferings. You know, it's, it's in a place where whatever's going on in our lives, but it's definitely the cross. You know, the Lord is there. He never abandons us. But through that, he can bring about great growth in, in, in virtue. You know, virtues like wisdom, compassion, courage, humility, gratitude. I remember when I was, uh, when I was 19 years old, it was probably one of the worst years of my life. My faith wasn't very strong. I mean, I never even thought about priesthood. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of like suffering dimensions of that year. Some of them brought on by myself. And uh, eventually came to faith. I came to faith through some of those struggles and eventually a call to priesthood. But interestingly, down the road, when I was, I was ordained a priest, and I, my first time as a pastor was at the Newman Catholic Student Center at uh, NIU in DeKalb. And so here I am working with all these, all these young people. And I'll have to say that what I went through when I was 19 years old and how God's grace kind of transformed some of that in, into good, you know, I was really able to connect in a way with those young people that I maybe wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't gone through what I had gone through and that particular cross. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a wisdom I was able to bring and also hope and encouragement and, uh, you know, those, those, those crosses can become bridges to another person. And, you know, think about a time in your life where you really had the cross present, maybe as a loss, maybe as some other kind of suffering or sickness, whatever, whatever the cross might have been. As you look back at that, did you see, any, did you see the, the grace that the Lord brought you during that time? We don't have to seek out crosses. They just come our way sometimes. And because uh, the Lord never abandons us. And again, he, I think the growth in virtue, I think a lot of times happens with that. You know, it's again, wisdom, compassion, a greater courage, humility, gratitude. Because we, we get out of ourselves and then the Lord can kind of do his work in our, in our hearts. You know, as so we see Jesus on the, uh, on, on the crucifix, we know coming from that, that suffering and that embrace of the cross, this forgiveness, and ultimately, eternal life. 
beautiful gifts. And sometimes we're, when we're in the midst of a struggle or a trial or some suffering, you know, our thought is, how do I get out of this as soon as possible or get some relief? And, and that, that's normal, natural. But just for us to know, that's a special time to invite the Lord in there. And he can, do, he can really do beautiful, graced work in our lives during that time. You know, so why was Jesus so tough on St. Peter in today's gospel? I mean, get behind me, Satan. It's like, we probably went right to the heart of St. Peter. Because cause, cause Jesus knew that the cross is going to be part of the journey, as it was, was for him. And that uh, we, we never want to lose hope. And maybe as we gather today, that uh, you're, you're, you're embracing a cross at this time. And I invite you to uh, you know, turn to the, toward the Lord in an even deeper way. And uh, what he does is he brings us what we need as his disciples. And one of the things he brings us is a greater freedom from all this ego stuff so that we can die to self, so that he can, he can rise. Because that's where our true peace and joy will be found. So hang in there and keep inviting him into that place. And as we receive the, uh, the Eucharist today, let's ask our risen Lord to give us the graces we need as his disciples. Because just as he needed St. Peter and those early disciples to share the good news of the gospel in sometimes very challenging environments, I think he calls on us to do the same thing through word and action. So may the Lord nourish us and strengthen us as we carry forth with the good news of the gospel.